Welcome to the Fifth Quarter Podcast. Rick Samprin here. Yes, Tiger Cats fans, we're talking football once again. The Fifth Quarter Podcast starts now. We've been talking Tiger Cats football for over 50 years. Welcome to the Fifth Quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the Fifth Quarter on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with you. Oh, wow, what a football game for a preseason game. Mind you, the first three and a half quarters were meh. But the ending was fantastic, and the Tiger Cats come away with a 25-22 victory on a walk-off field goal by Ty Gleiter, and the Cats are roaring in 2022. And you know as well as I, the CFL offseason is the longest, longest, arduous offseason in professional sports. Even with the the Grey Cup being held on December the 12th, which that's the latest it's ever been played, it still felt like an eternity. And throw in the CBA stuff over the last couple of weeks, it made this offseason feel a little bit more, well, as I said, arduous. It was tough sledding through, and maybe that's because the Tiger Cats lost the Grey Cup at home in December. But enough of that. That was last year. We are looking forward, and what we... Uh, saw tonight was, um, I think, an effort that was to be expected. A lot of players moving in and out. Starters not getting a lot of action. You know, Dane Evans played basically a series. And most of the starters, you know, getting warmed up, getting loosed up, getting the rust off their bodies, if you will, out of their game. They get to hit. You know, uh, someone else in a different color uniform, which I know they were raring to do. And so the Ticats are off to the races with, I wouldn't call it an impressive 25-22 win, but I, I thought they played well enough. I thought the better team won tonight. Hamilton was a better team from top to bottom throughout the ballgame. Now, there were certain aspects of this football team that, you know, were, were a little itty-bitty worried about. But again, it is preseason. There's there's lots of time to iron out the kinks, if you will. This is the fifth quarter. It's on 900 CHML. And after each and every football game, as you heard tonight, once the final whistle goes, we have a half hour of Ticats postgame with the gang down at the Ticats Audio Network. And then 30 minutes later, it is the fifth quarter. So this will be the format for the entire season. And we're looking forward to hearing from many fans this season through the telephone and those numbers have not changed at 905-645-3221 star 9900 on your cell phone through email rick at 900 chml.com already getting some email coming in and on twitter at am 900 chml or at rick samprin give me a follow if you like use the hashtag fifth quarter when you are commenting on today's game or any game into the future and we're also once again broadcasting live on chml's facebook page so if you have your tablet out or you're watching on your phone uh, much appreciated love the love on facebook although i see i'm doing it on my phone tonight and i'm seeing that the the connection's going then it's coming back and then it's going again but be patient yeah, technology is what it is uh speaking of facebook lisa writes wow go cats go Heading home to Listwell from the game, 
Morton, star player. All right, we're already into the player of the game. I haven't even mentioned it yet. You know the deal. Yes, we're going to vote for our player of the game. We will anoint the fifth quarter fan of the night, as we usually do. We want to reward you for tuning in and taking part. And it doesn't always have to be a telephone call to be the player of the game. You can have an awesome email, a great tweet, uh, a nice message on CHML's Facebook page, as we just got from Lisa. And you can be uh, in the mix for the fifth quarter fan of the night. We'll have some highlights to bring to you from the game as R.J. Broadhead and Luke Tasker had the call. And, uh, yeah, as you heard it, if you were tuning into Ticats postgame, the first ever road game for this crew is coming up next Friday as the Ticats will take on the Argos in Guelph. Yes, they're going back to Alumni Stadium at the University of Guelph. Oh, the memories. Oh, the memories of 2013. If you were there, you know what I'm talking about. It was monsoon season at Guelph way back when. But, you know, despite that, you know, Ivor Wynn's being torn down. They're building Tim Hortons Field in 2013. Despite that and the weather, um, Ticats go to the Grey Cup that year for the first time in a long time. And yeah, the final result wasn't there, but uh, they impressed a lot. They were back. They were back on the map as a football team. But let's talk about tonight's game. And uh, I'm going to give you my fifth quarter player of the game. There were, you know what, to be honest, there were a couple of Montreal Alouettes that had some pretty strong games. Trevor Harris, I thought, looked lights out in the first quarter. He was 9 of 12 for 124 yards and a touchdown. And uh, Krishan Hogan had an outstanding ball game. 11 catches, 102 yards, and he caught the two-point convert that I think Montreal thought was going to be the game-winning points. But lo and behold, Ty Glitter with a walk-off 35-yard field goal as time expired to give the Cats a 25-22 win. My player of the game is a newcomer to the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and strangely enough, he was on the other side of the field in the Grey Cup last year. That was Alden Darby Jr. Menacing presence tonight. And he's battling with Cameron Kelly for one of the linebacking spots, and he had a great game tonight. Four tackles, couple of sacks, a forced fumble as well. Good start for Alden Darby Jr. Now, whether he's going to be able to unseat Cameron Kelly or not, that remains to be seen, but a good start for him and a few other Ticats. What was on your mind? Who caught your eye, and what did you think of today's game between the Cats and Montreal? Were you honing in on a specific player or a position group? Were you looking at things like me, like penalties? Let's talk about that. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Email rick at 900chml.com and on Twitter. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin at am900chml. We're also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. You can chime in there as well. All right, to the phones we go. And Dave from Grimsby is called into the program. Dave, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Rick. Uh, I'll start off by saying it's so nice to hear your voice again. Um Another season is upon us, but a couple of days ago it looked like it might not be. So um, I was pretty pretty happy to listen to Ty Catholic tonight. Thank you. Yeah, it was looking dicey. I'll be honest with you. I was a little worried after the players rejected the CBA. Yeah, and I didn't know which way it was going to go. I, th- I, th- I thought it could go both ways. I thought, man, the players are going to dig in their heels. We're not going to have, you know, a preseason. I'm, I'm, I don't think we'll miss any regular season games, but I think the preseason will be wiped out. And the other side of me thought, yeah, they'll get a deal done. They, they want to play. 
Uh, Rick, there was a side of me that thought that if they go on strike or lockout for a long period of time, it could be the death of the league. Like, it's, it's, I'm just happy it was over with. But, you know, speaking of your voice, um, I'm going to start out with saying, you know, I'm, I've called into your show lots of times. I'm not a very negative person, but this guy right here misses Rick Zamperin's voice um, calling the Ticat games. I, I, I think the new broadcast crew, and I know it's, Exhibition is the start of their second year, but you know, compared to you and Coach Sal, it's 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 not it's not the same level. Um, so I'm just glad I got TSN and can watch most of the games. I don't really love that announcing either, but I don't know the the the, the choices the Ticats have made for their their radio crew. I I I don't I don't understand it, but I'm I'm going to get off of that right now. Um, I, I can say. For a preseason game, I think it was a wonderfully played game by both teams. No turnovers, you know, very few penalties. I mean, I know there was a big one at the end there, but overall, I thought a lot of the rookies did a lot of uh, a good job, and it just shows that the amount of talent out there available, there's a lot, and and, it, and it's up to the the general managers to sign the right people. And you can tell that both the Alouettes and the Ticats, they got a good a, a lot of good young players out there because. You know, the game was pretty pretty solidly played all, all around. I'll agree. For a first game for both teams with so many new players, not only to their respective teams, but to the league, it, it was a pretty okay game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, no turnovers. That's a big thing. Preseason game, you've got all these rookies out there, rookie quarterbacks, rookie receivers, rookie running backs, no fumbles, no interceptions. I know there's a couple close ones, but, you know, in the end, the stat line says zero. And, you know, the, the first preseason game, I, you know, that's credit to all the players on both sides. Um, I'm, I'm just going to move on quick here to what I think is the Ticats' biggest problem. Okay, lay it on me. The, the punting game. You know, I thought it cost us in the Great Cup. There's a couple shanks, you know, the the, the Winnipeg punter, and I, and I called you after the Great Cup and said this, the Winnipeg punter outplayed out, out, out our guy. And, you know, you see today in it, it's pretty sad out there when it comes to punting. And, you know, I'll give you my, my player of the game right now. My player of the game is a mix of Donna Gala, Small, and, and, and Leader. They didn't miss a field goal tonight. And, you know, I think, you know, Leader might have been the only one tonight that had a good punt. It's, it's, it's The punting game is very sad, and they got to figure that out very quick because it's very important in the Canadian game field position. And, you know, I thought it cost them the great comp. You look at tonight, and I'm not very confident with the with the punting. And and it seems like a small little thing, the punter, but it's not a small thing. I think it's a huge thing. Yeah, punting is massive, and all three guys did struggle. Uh, Whitford averaged 33 yards per punt. He had three punts. Uh, Blake Hayes, the uh, the rookie, had two punts. Uh, and average 27. His first one, I think, was like 15 yards. Yep. And Ty Leader had one punt for 33. And by default, I guess he was he was the best. But uh, yeah, because he got a field goal at least, right? He got yeah. the same winner. <laughs> yeah, so he wins. But uh, you know what? Seth Small impressed me. Damagala and his 49 yarder looked good. So from a field goal kicking perspective, they seem to be good. But there's only going to be one guy doing that, and yep. they're going to have to make a big decision here. Well, I think I think you're going to see Damagala get the the starter unless I think gets, so too, and unless he gets destroyed next game. And you know you got to hope they keep Small on the practice roster as a guy that's there that that's ready to go because you know he's very young and and you know he'd be a nice guy to to have there in case. Um, 
But I, I just want to close here, Rick, this thing, you know, right before Christmas, uh, my grandfather died. He was in his late 90s. He was a monstrous Ticat fan. Uh, he was a monstrous Habs fan. In his, in his last year of life, he got to see both of them play in the championship. Neither of them won, unfortunately, but uh, I just want to, you know, say that, you know, he's looking down from the donut box in heaven at, at the Ticats, and let's, let's hope they win, win one for him this year. Well, it was great to know that he got to witness at least a couple of championship games. It's too bad that uh, neither team did end up hoisting the trophy, but uh, my condolences to you and your family, and I'm sure he's looking down thinking, uh, great start for the Ticats here in 2022. Thank you, sir. It was a long time. Uh, fifth quarter and Rick Mamburn fan. Uh, you know, you'll hear from me again this year. You know that already, but, uh, you know, cheers, bud. Have a good night. You got it. Thanks, Dave. That is Dave from Grimsby kicking us off here on the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. Always nice to hear a familiar voice. You don't have to be a familiar voice, though. If you're new to the fifth quarter, if you've listened for years but haven't called in, you are more than invited to do so and share your thoughts on what happened tonight. Before I go to break, it just popped into my mind. I made a note on my script earlier today, and I can't believe I forgot it. But I promised Ticat superfan Robert that after each and every Ticats victory from here until eternity, or until I'm done hosting the show, who knows when that'll be, um, I was going to play this. We love those cats, those tiger cats, the team with the spirit and fight will crouch and snarl and bite and growl and win with all our might. We love those cats, those tiger cats, the team with the spirit and fight. For a whiskey wee-wee and offski wawa and on to victory. And they were victorious tonight. Thank you, Robert. 25-22, Hamilton over Montreal. Lots more to come here on the fifth quarter. And hopefully more of your calls at 905-645-3221. Store 9900 on your cell phone. Email your thoughts on today's game. Rick at 900CHML.com. On Twitter, use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. We're also live on CHML's Facebook page. Hello to everyone watching. You can chime in there as well. Hit me up on Facebook with your thoughts on today's game and vote for your player of the game. More of the fifth quarter continues here on 900CHML. It's where Ticats fans come together. This is the fifth quarter. Powered by Eastgate Ford on 900CHML. Ike Leader coming in for his first CFL field goal attempt. It's a 35-yarder to give the Tiger Cats the win. There's four seconds on the clock. Tig Leader, the kick, and it's good. Okay. <laughs> the former professional rugby player hits his first CFL field goal, and the Tiger Cats win. 25-22, the final score. Hamilton beating Montreal to kick off the CFL preseason schedule in style. Welcome back to the fifth quarter here on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with you after we watched, or at least some of us. If you're at the game, you watched it. If you were not, you just had to listen to it because it wasn't on TV tonight. Uh, Ticats getting the job done. They trailed 9 nothing early. Stormback took the lead. Montreal retook the lead with about 25 seconds to go with a, a touchdown and a two-point conversion. And then, uh, well, you just heard the highlight. Ty Leader 
hitting the game-winning field goal. Who is your player of the game tonight? And uh, we'll anoint our fifth-quarter fan of the night as well before all is said and done at 11.15, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email your thoughts on today's game. Vote for your player of the game, rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Zamprin, at AM900CHML. We're also live on CHML's Facebook page. It's kind of spotty, but we're trying our best here. We're at the mercy of technology. Uh, you can uh, offer some uh, thoughts on CHML's Facebook page. Email from Stephen in Penticton, B.C. I love getting emails from Stephen in Penticton, B.C. We also have Alan in St. Catharines that has emailed as well. I'll get to that in a second. Stephen writes, great to have the fifth quarter back on the air along with you, of course, Rick. Seemed like a long off season. Yeah, <laughs> boy, did it ever. Uh, thought the game tonight was better than many from the past for it being the first preseason game. Eight quarterbacks in total for both teams with no picks. Other than the kicking game, I think our cats are heading in the right direction. Hats off to the little Irishman for his first CFL field goal to win the game with no time on the clock. Again, great to have you back, Rick. Regards, Stephen in Penticton, B.C. Stephen, thanks for listening once again. Thanks for offering your thoughts uh, each and every week here on the fifth quarter. Got an email from Alan from St. Catharines who writes, thought the game was pretty exciting for a preseason game. The quarterbacks were pretty impressive, but not a lot of completions. I like the look of Jalen Morton and the long throws he made. The running ability of Jalen Morton and Matt Schiltz is really impressive. I don't know who our second string QB will be this year. At the start of the season, I would have said Schiltz, but Morton impressed me. I thought our receivers played well and showed a lot of effort. Anthony Johnson and Keandre Smith impressed me, and I like Braylon Addison in there. Jake Burt was very physical tonight. Punting is a concern, but those 48- and 49-yard field goals were impressive for Domagala and Seth Small. Nice to see Leader get the winning field goal to win it. And Allen continues to write, I love the look of Wes Hills bulldozing through Montreal. He should get a spot on this team with Jackson and Erlington. Thought the defensive line paid, uh, played well. Nice block by Dylan Wynn at the beginning of the game. Tunde Adelike had some nice plays tonight. Just an overall good effort for Hamilton. Player of the game, Jalen Morton. And then uh, Alan emailed me again saying it feels really good to have a full season of CFL football and no late starts. Glad there is also a seven-year CFL and CFLPA deal. I'm so excited to see what Dane Evans and this team will do this year. We still have some unfinished business. Tonight's win really felt good. And a lot of the rookies impressed me. Oski Wee Wee, Allen from St. Catharines. Great notes. Uh, Love the different breakdowns. And he hit on a couple of key points in terms of players that I was looking at. So I looked at a number of different things tonight. And with the preseason, it's kind of tricky because there are so many guys on the roster. Like, the preseason death chart is just, you know, humongous. There's like 9,000 guys on the field. Not, not quite, but you know what I mean. And um, it is hard to get into a rhythm, especially when you're entering the game. But, hey, these guys are pros. They're getting paid to do what they do. So you're expecting them to execute. And for the most part, they did. They played, I think, a decent ball game tonight. So let's start with the quarterback position. Many people are wondering what's going to happen with Dane Evans and who's going to be that number two. Because for the first time, really in a long time, the Tiger Cats have a bona fide number one and, well, a bit of a question mark after that. Uh, Dane Evans, 4-5 tonight, 46 yards, 
um, you know, was uh, okay in his first start. There was nothing glaring, uh, glaringly bad about Dane Evans' game. I thought he had a couple of nice throws. Him and Braylon Addison on the same page. That is going to be uh, a broken record, I think, for most defenses. How do we stop um, Dane Evans and Braylon Addison from ruining our defense? Because those two guys are uh, on the same page already. That's great to see. Allen brought up Jalen Morton. Uh, here's a guy who was 5 of 8 tonight for 52 yards, but he did a lot of damage on the ground. Four carries for 52 yards and that touchdown run. And, yeah, he looked impressive. I thought Matt Schiltz looked pretty good, too, throwing the football. 3 of 4 for just 20 yards, but he also was a factor on the ground. Four carries for 33 yards, including a long of 27. So all three QBs, I thought, played well. They weren't spectacular. They weren't horrible by any stretch of the imagination. But they got the job done when called upon. Dane, I think, is going to be fine at number one. The only the only little red flag, and it's just a minute one right now, is his health, right? We saw him get hurt in the Grey Cup. He was hurt in the um, East Final against Toronto. Wasn't 100% for the Grey Cup uh, here in Hamilton against Winnipeg. Left that game with that neck injury. He says he's fine. He's pretty much as close to 100% as he's going to be, so that's a good sign. Um, the question is, if he does get hurt, and knock on wood, he doesn't, who is going to be that number two guy? Odds are it's going to be Matt Schiltz. Uh, he has experience. Um, he's well versatile, uh, well versed in the um, rules of the CFL in comparison to Jalen Morton, who is just entering this league fresh and is coming in wide eyed. Now, he has some pretty good physical tools and, um, you know, he was quite impressive tonight. It's going to be interesting to see if they stash one away on the practice roster. Maybe one guy gets air quotes hurt. And he's on the injured list for a week just to give them a little more time to see how he is. Uh, but from the quarterback pers- perspective, and that's one area that I was looking at, I thought that was a check mark. right? They get a pass. They weren't explosive. They weren't bad. They were kind of, okay, they were average. And for a, a preseason game number one, let's give them a pass right now. The other thing I was looking at, and we've already talked about it, is the kicking game. Kicking slash punting. We know there's two factors, obviously, to every CFL game. And while the kicking game was good, kickoffs were good, field goals were good, you know, walk-off winner, Damagala 49-yarder, Seth Small from 39 and 48, check marks across the board. The kicking game was good. The punting, ugh, uh, not good at all. 31.2-yard average on six total punts in the game. If it's Joel Whitford, okay, let's see a lot more consistency. Let's see a lot more explosive leg from Joel Whitford. Um, Let's not forget, too, that Jeff Reinbold is no longer the special teams coordinator here in Hamilton. He held that job for many, many years. It's now Craig Butler, former CFL and Tiger Cats defensive back, um, who knows, uh, you know, this game like the back of his hand. He's going to put in his own trick plays, his own philosophy on how to... uh, Cover on punts and kicks might add something unique here and there. Uh, he's going to bring his own spice to that position. So I'm excited to see what Craig Butler brings to the table. Uh, by the way, phones are open, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. If you're at the game, just coming back home, or still on the way home, give us a call. Use hands-free, of course, and tell us about uh, your thoughts on the game and vote for your player of the game. Right now we have two votes. Uh, Alden Darby Jr., my vote, he had four defensive tackles, a couple of sacks and a forced fumble, and uh, the uh, Trioka of kickers tonight, Damagala Small and Leader, also with a vote. You can also send me an email, rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter as well, at AM900CHML, 
at Rick Samprin. And uh, we're also live on CHML's Facebook page. You can um, throw in a message there as well. Got an email from Robert. <laughs> and, and as soon as I saw it come up, uh, I had a little bit of an internal chuckle and now obviously a vocal chuckle. And it's just the subject line. There's nothing in the body of the email. So, Robert, I'm not sure if you wanted to add anything to the body, but the subject line is Grandma Punting Pine Cones this year. So if you recall... Last year, and I'm not sure if Robert called in, but someone did, and basically said, my grandma can kick a pine cone further than, I don't remember the tiger cat at the time, but it was funny. And uh, he's right. Uh, grandma is still giving the boots to the pine cone, and she's got a strong leg. So maybe we should bring her to training camp and see how she does. Um Tweet from Luke, who writes, what an ending, some holes in the defense and a few jitters, but we look good. And FM Fan says, my player of the game is Darby. One forced fumble, two sacks, four tackles. I would hate to be the management team and having to cut some of these receivers, Rick. You know what? They have a good crop of receivers. And let's not forget, Brandon Banks, no longer a Tiger Cat. But when you look across the board... And Braylon Addison, let's hope Braylon Addison is is uh, injury-free this year. Because when he's on, he's one of the best in the league. And he showed that in his limited uh, exposure tonight. Braylon Addison, uh, Poppy White, didn't see a bunch from him tonight. Uh, Stephen Dunbar Jr., uh, we know what he can do. And Emmanuel Butler is a long, lanky, I think he's 6'4", 220. Long, lanky guy. Um, made a couple of catches tonight. Looked... Okay, wasn't out of place by any means. Uh, let's bring up his stats. Here he is. He had two catches for 13 yards along of nine. So it wasn't targeted a lot. It was only targeted four times tonight. But everything thrown his way, you can see the potential. A big guy, um, big catch radius. He could be a big plus for this Ticats team. Uh, Brad on CHML's Facebook page, CHML needs to upgrade its internet. Brad, it's my phone. That's what's getting the blame because it's going in and out. Um, but from here on in, let's, uh, I'll definitely do something different on, on the, on the Facebook page. Bill writes, placements were handled well tonight, but Ticats still desperately need a punter. There's no excuse for failing to address this vital position. The guys they have in camp might as well be named Shanky and McWobbler, which would be indicative of their play tonight. And I think, Bill, you're more or less... Um, looking at someone new as opposed to hoping that one of the punters will correct their kicking ability. Let's just put it that way. Uh, let's take our next break. We are going to be back in a couple of minutes. Stay tuned. And of course, you can call in at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Email rick at 900chml.com. You can vote for your player of the game. Tell me your thoughts on tonight's game. On Twitter, use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin at am900chml and Ron CHML's Facebook page, kind of, sort of. You can chime in there as well. More of the fifth quarter next here on 900 CHML. We're talking Ticat football. This is the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. And it is Matthew Schultz in and he bobbled the snap and a second effort. He gets into the end zone. It looked like he might be losing a yard. Kept the legs moving and Matthew Schultz in his first play as a Tiger Cat scores a touchdown. (laughs) 
Welcome back to the fifth quarter here on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with you. Tiger Cats victorious on preseason game night number one, 25-22. As Hamilton trailed 9-0 early in the ball game, took the lead and was playing well, had the lead until late into the fourth quarter when uh, Montreal scored a touchdown, converted a two-point uh, conversion attempt to take a uh, 22 to um, or 23 to 22. Oh, no, what was the score? 22 21 lead. <laughs> and uh, Hamilton came back with a walk off 35 yard field goal by Tig Leader to win it 25 to 22. You can call the fifth quarter with your player of the game, and you can also give me your thoughts on tonight's game 905 645 3221 star 9900 on your mobile device. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address, and you can also go on Twitter, use the hashtag fifth quarter. That's number five, TH quarter, uh, at Rick Samprin, at AM 900 CHML. And we're also on CHML's Facebook page, having some connectivity issues. So if you're watching, I really appreciate your patience. There's no doubt about that. Uh, we'll get that fixed up. Um, Brad says, oh, yeah, Darby for player of the game. Maybe get an actual webcam, take up a collection. Okay, Brad, thanks. Uh, the excuse of preseason doesn't work if you only have veterans like Rick. Well, no, it is preseason. This is what Tom, producer Tom and I have uh, come to uh, <laughs> come to settle on. It's the preseason for us broadcasters as well. So is that, oh, yeah, yeah, we used to do that. Yeah, let's keep doing that. Uh, Jay on Twitter, at Rick Samprin writes, Missed the game, unfortunately, but was following along with the score. Could you inform me as to what happened after the Montreal TD that got Hamilton into field goal position from the 10-second to the 4-second? Well, there was a pass interference penalty, and uh, the Tiger Cats basically got the football deep in Montreal territory and uh, kicked the game-winning field goal. So this is is the the benefit of the, the... the pass interference call is that when you are desperate for a big play, you can heave it up and hope that the defender makes a mess of things. And well, that's basically what happened in this case. Uh, Alan on Twitter writes, overall good effort by everyone. Punting is still a concern, but good field goals. Receivers look great. How about Jalen Morton? Wow. Can he run or what? Him and Matt Schultz, wow, might have a battle for second string QB. And I, I, I do think we do have a pretty good battle for second string QB. Uh, also on Twitter, Stephen writes, will be interesting to see what they do with this Texas A&M big signing. That in reference to kicker... Um, Seth Small, who was good on uh, both of his field goal attempts tonight from 39 and 48 yards. He's got a big leg. He's a little guy, but he's got a big leg. When I say little guy, I better reference his size. Uh, Seth Small is 5'11", 205. So, I mean, not not really small, to be honest. By football standards, sure. <laughs> when you consider some guys are uh, north of 300 or north of 6'5", 6'6". Um it is, uh, it's a team, I think, that has a lot of talent. There's no doubt about that, especially on the defense. I really like the Ticats defense going into this season. And I know you're probably saying, well, we lost Ja'Gara Davis. And you're right, that, that's a big loss. Ja'Gara Davis is a guy who created a lot of havoc, especially in the postseason. He was, he just hit a different gear in the postseason. But I think the Ticats defense dare I say it, might be better this year. Can I say that? And I'll tell you why I think they might be better this year. Is because I really like the addition of Michael Johnson on the interior of the defensive line. I really, and we saw tonight, like the addition of uh, Alden Derby Jr. as a depth guy 
um, someone who can spell off Cameron Kelly, someone who can uh, perhaps get into the defensive secondary if there is some injury uh, or performance issues. He's a very versatile guy, as is Kelly. I like the re-addition of Richard Leonard, who's back with the team. They still have Desmond Lawrence, Siante Evans, Tunde Adelike, one of the best safeties in the league, Jamal Roll. Uh, who am I missing here? Cariel Brooks, uh, interception leader last year. I mean, this tie can't steal. I'm even talking about Simone Lawrence, uh, Santos Knox, Julian Hauser, uh, Ted Laurent in a depth position, uh, Dylan Wynn, who I mentioned earlier. There is a lot of talent on this D. This is, I think, a, once again, top one, top two D. Them in Winnipeg, I think, are the two best defenses. Now, hey. Listen, they still got 18 games of the regular season on the way, but I really like their makeup. Offensively, it begins and ends with the offensive line. And that's where I have a big question mark, because last year we saw some guys come in and out. We saw some injuries. Chris Van Zyl didn't have a full season because he was hurting right off the skip. Missed a few games throughout the year. If the offensive line can come together quickly and they can gain some momentum, stockpile some wins into the bank, this team will be undoubtedly a great cup contender. But with the loss of Darius Sirocco, which, you know, hey, full credit Ottawa, they opened up the vault and they said, hey, come on uh, and play with us, along with Jeremiah Masoli and Jalen Acklin, three former Ticats and general manager uh, Sean Burke. Um, this offensive line, I, they got to show me something. So... I have full confidence in Brandon Renberg, the other guys on the field tonight. Saxolid, Gibbon, Fontana at center, uh, Vorn Call, uh, Kay Okafor still on the team, Chris Van Sile still there. So I think they'll be fine. I just got to see it. I just got to see it. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. Uh, on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML. We're on CHML's Facebook page as well. It looks like the connectivity might be okay, at least for the next few seconds. <laughs> uh, and Brad on uh, CHML's Facebook page says, This is Hamilton. We are defense. We are Tiger Cat football. Yeah, I really like the D. Really like the D. I think, has Dave called back? Is this Dave from Grimsby again? Well, let's get him on the show again. This is the Dave and Rick show all of a sudden. Dave, how are you? Rick, you know, I'm listening to the fifth quarter. And, you know, I appreciate the Facebook post and the Twitter, but I'm thinking back to when I was a teenager and this was a call-in only show, okay? And I'm listening to me being the only caller. So, you know what? If no one else wants to talk to you, Rick, I'll talk to you. How about that? Hey, I'm I'm perfectly okay talking to myself. I do it all the time. <laughs> no, but still, Rick, you know, I love the tie cast. I could talk about them all night. Still, what else is going to call? I'm going to call you. So this is what I'm going to throw at you. I think a very interesting thing going right now is the running back position. I think Don Jackson has a starter wrapped up. I think he's shown us, especially late in the season last year, that he can be a dynamic back. Now, the interesting part of this is I thought Hills looked very good tonight. And he looked good last year when he went in a couple times as well. Now, you're looking at Erlington and Irons. you got to think that one of them is going to be gone, right? So 
it's either Hills, Erlington, Thomas. You got to keep two out of three. Who do you keep? Well, Don Jackson's number one. Yep. I think Erlington's number two. I agree. And if there's a third guy, man, I it, you know to me Hill's it's a big boy. Rick. Yeah, no, I know. He was plowing through people. He's six one two eighteen. Uh Malik Irons is six foot two thirty. Uh I like De- Malik Irons. Yeah, Dejan Lee is five seven what eighty five, so he's your prototypical scat back. I think my my one two three is Jackson, uh S T E and Malik Irons. Interesting. As so, good as Wes Hills was tonight, and he I was, uh, you know, put him on the taxi squad and let's have him for when one of these guys goes down. Hopefully not. Yeah, that's a that's a good plan as well. I mean, and then you look at the second second string quarterback tonight. I thought the the one kid what, was his name Morton. Yes, I think he did pretty well. I think he did as good as Schultz. Um, you know, I think it's good this year. They're they're allowing them to have three quarterbacks on the roster, right? Yeah, and that you know that's the thing that I think this team last is going to. Last year was two, right? That last year was two. Well, you know, yeah. it was pandemic. It was fourteen games. They thought, hey, we can we can probably save a body here and there. But listen, it's funny that you brought up Don Jackson because I was going to ask you, do you think he's going to get a thousand yards this year? Ooh, I just don't know if the t- the way that the offense the uh, what's his name Tommy Tommy Condell. I don't know if his offense can produce a, a thousand yard runner. I I. I d- I think his offense is more revolved around the passing game. And, you know, you, you got a lot of runs in there by Addison and, and, you know, last year by Banks. Obviously, he's not here this year, but a, a lot of runs to the receivers and, and other guys. Poppy White, and Tim White, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He'll, he'll You know, you got to think about who's going to replace uh, um, Banks. And you said Poppy White, but I'm thinking more Tim White. That's, uh, that's, that's who, you know, the hope is. You know, Addison does a lot of runs out of the out of the backfield, but you know, it, it, I don't know. Poppy White, you know, he he was kind of threatened tonight. There was a couple of returners here there tonight. I don't Lee and and there was someone else. They both looked good. You know, you know, I don't know if Poppy White's uh, position is solidified. To be honest, um, but uh, yeah, I I agree. That, you know, there's a lot of other other options out of the backfield. I don't know if Don Jackson's in there for a thousand yards, but I think maybe rushing and passing combined, he's a thousand yards. Yeah, without without question, I don't think he's going to be a thousand yards on the ground because Tommy Condell is a I call him a seventy thirty guy. You know, seventy yeah. through the air, thirty on the ground, and you know he'll definitely get a thousand yards combined if he's healthy and on the field. And yeah. let's hope for that. And I and, think that's the, and that's the, that's the, the the big thing, right? Um, I think it's it's more of a combined thing. And even when you go back to C.J. Gable, you know, he was. I don't remember if he was ever a thousand yard rusher, but he was no. more of a rusher and a blocker than a rusher and a receiver, whereas I think Jackson's more of a rusher and he can get some, some yards off of screens and, and flare outs and, and and you know, last options for a QB more than more than a C G Gable could as a as a blocker. And then another guy I'm interested in is Jake Burt. Like what's he gonna bring to this team? He's gonna be more of a Kalinich type player, but you know, he was a first overall pick, so you know I hope he kind of brings to us more than Kalinich did, to be honest. Yeah, I think, to be honest, if I'm 100% honest with you, I think Jake Burt, his primary function is going to be as a blocker, 
And yeah. every now and again, they might throw him a football just to kind of surprise the defense. I don't think he's going to be an offensive threat, at least in year one. Down the road, I think he has the physical tools to do it, but not right now. But tonight, we didn't see any of those formations. No, no, it was very vanilla. to see what it's going to look like. Uh, yeah, it was very vanilla. But Dave, we got to go. We do have another Dave who's called in, but I appreciate you calling back. Yeah, no problem. I've got to talk to iCats football anytime, my friend. You got it. Have a good one. Cheers. So let's take another quick break. When we come back, Dave from Stony Creek is going to join us and provide his thoughts on tonight's game. And I'm sure he has a vote for the player of the game as well. Ticats with a win tonight, 25-22. They are in, I was going to say in Toronto, but really they're not in Toronto. They're facing Toronto in Guelph next Friday. You can hear that game on CHML as well. More of the fifth quarter coming back here on 900 CHML. Welcoming Ticats fans, young and old. You're listening to the fifth quarter. Powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Now the Ticats on the Montreal 10. It's second and 10. Scrambling is Morton. He's hit a couple of times and he stumbles his way into the end zone. Morton with the big run and he finishes it off with the touchdown. The Tiger Cats are ahead again. Ticats go on to win 25-22 over the Montreal Alouettes on a walk-off 35-yard field goal by Ty Leader. That is the big play of the game here on the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with you once again. Ticats victorious, and we're talking about it here at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cellular device. You can email your thoughts on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game. That email address is rick at 900CHML.com. Use the hashtag fifth quarter when chiming in on Twitter at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. Also on CHML's Facebook page. Again, apologies for the spottiness of the Facebook page tonight. We've kind of been in and out. But uh, listen. Um, we'll try our best from here on in. This is preseason for us as well. We'll be better next week. Uh, Sean writes on CHML's Facebook page, question, why were we wearing white tonight? It was a home game, black uniforms, mandatory. I'm not sure how they came to that uh, conclusion because, yes, it, it usually is, 99 times out of 100, black jerseys and either black or gold pants. And tonight it was white jerseys and black pants. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they did rock, paper, scissors with Montreal before the game, and they won. They decided to wear their darks. I have no idea. Um, let's go back to the phones. Dave from Stony Creek has called into the program. Dave, welcome to the fifth quarter. How are you? Hey, Rick. Didn't get in first this time, but uh, we'll try next time. Hey, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, last time I talked to you was the Grey Cup. I think, uh, really think you've got a great chance of being there again this year. Um, I really do, too. I like uh, the acquisition of Stilts, actually, to be honest with you. Um, for a backup, sure, why not? Um, I think he'll, you know, he, he can throw the ball. I mean, he can make plays as he does. He's done in Montreal before. I think he's an adequate backup. Um, uh, player of the game, I'm going to give to Dylan Win. I just love that how he got the pop to block that ball. What the heck? There's effort for you. The old, you know, the guy can get up there sometimes. But, um, I think uh, the defense is solid, uh, and they're going to get better. But the offense, of course, as you know, the football guy takes longer to really kick in. The, uh, it takes longer for them to kick in the defense. And uh, like you're saying, the offensive line will wait and see. I was hoping they could do a little more with it in the off season, but offensive line guys aren't easy to come by. 
And uh, the kicking game, well, we'll see about that too, won't we? Well, you know, the kickers were good. The punters tonight were awful. I'm just going to call yeah. a spade a spade. They weren't, they weren't very good. And maybe it was jitters, uh, I don't know, rustiness. Uh, they've seemed to be okay at training camp and in practice, but tonight they did not execute at all. You know, maybe that'll, that'll settle down, hopefully. But I'm looking forward to the season. Uh, cheers to the $5 beer. That was a good, uh, <laughs> good thing. Uh, didn't partake in any, but uh, hey, that's a good thing to get. It's a good promotion anyways. I'm sure they can't do that very often, but it's a preseason. What the heck? Um, you know, Evans is going to be, uh, uh, you know, he, he looked pretty sharp in the early going, for sure. Absolutely. I like the makeup of the team. I like that most of, yeah. if not all, the coaches are back. Um, yeah, they got a lot of positives. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the season. Really am. And uh, you know, like I say, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make some noise. That's for sure. Well, let me ask you this: This is an 18 game season again this year. Thank, thankfully for that, it's not 14 yeah. like last year. How many wins do you give this team? Honestly, I think um, I'm I'm thinking. Uh, you know, I'm gonna. I'm going to play conservative, but uh, maybe I'm going overboard. I'm thinking 11 wins, at least. I was thinking the same thing, 11 and 7. Yeah. That's I, and I think that's good enough to finish first, to be honest. Oh, absolutely. And we may even do better. You know, depends on it. A lot of boss factors, though, injuries and everything. But you never know, but we won't uh, curse anybody right now. We can curse the other teams, though. That's okay. <laughs> Definitely. Dave, appreciate the call. Thanks for chiming right, in tonight. To talk again, Rick. Take care. That is Dave from Stony Creek calling in, as he usually does, and... Talk about 99 times out of 100. He's usually first off the hop. But hey, it's the preseason. <laughs> that's that's what we're going to go back to. Uh, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We're live for another six minutes here on the fifth quarter. You can call in with your thoughts on the game. Vote for your player of the game. We'll anoint our fifth quarter fan of the night in a matter of minutes. Ticats with a 25-22 win over the Montreal Alouettes. It would have been interesting if all the starters just played the whole game tonight. I know that's never going to happen in a preseason game. But the way Montreal started, they were looking pretty good with Trevor Harris. 9 of 12, 124 passing yards, had a touchdown. They did not run the ball effectively, and that's another thing that really caught my eye tonight and why I really like this Tiger Cats defense. I think they have an opportunity to make opponents one-dimensional and one-dimensional in a hurry. Because Montreal did not run the ball at all tonight. I'd say the Ticats were amazing at the running back position as well. But when you consider that Montreal ran the ball 3-6-9 12 times, and they mustered 13, uh, 17, 19, minus 3, 16 yards on the ground. I know, those are my quick math skills. I impressed the heck out of you, didn't I? <laughs> uh, not a lot of yards, right? 16. Uh, there was three players in the Ticats that had more than 16 rushing yards. Morton at 52, Hills at 38, Schiltz at 33. Don Jackson only carried the ball two times for eight yards. He averaged four yards a carry. And uh, Dejon Lee had four carries for six yards. So what I like about this Ticats D is, again, they can make an opponent... One-dimensional. But here's the big thing, the big change that not only Ticats fans, but all CFL fans will notice this year, and it's this. It's the hash marks. And you're probably thinking, Rick, what the heck are you talking about? Well, the hash marks this year are four yards uh, into the field. So it, the hash marks are closer together by four yards. And that is going to open up, at least this is the theory, 
open up the offensive game. And the last couple of years, uh, you and I, many other fans have been complaining, hey, where's the offense gone? Yeah, we still have some exciting games here or there, but, you know, scores are averaging into the 20s, sometimes into the teens. And we're not seeing many of those 45-43 games or 38-35. You know, they're more often than not 23-21 or, you know, 24-17. And a lot of fans are thinking some of the excitement has been missing from this game. The defense is out of the offense. And we get these cyclical things from time to time. But the thinner hash marks are really going to impact the game because you don't really have a short side of the field anymore or a really wide side of the field. You know, both sides are relatively close together in size. So at the end of the day, if, you know, you have um, um, a receiver going deep or a a run to the quote-unquote short side, the angles are much different. And you can get to that uh, apex, if you will, in your run or your pass pattern and make a bigger play. And I think that's what the... CFL, and certainly offensive coordinators are counting on. They're looking at the added space. And for quarterbacks, there's a bit of an adjustment. Talked to Dane Evans a couple of days ago at Ticats training camp. He said, yeah, the angles are a bit different. You have about 13 footballs worth of a football window to fit in a pass. And he says, hey, as a pro quarterback, you got to make that work. You have an additional, think of it this way, 13 different or additional spaces to throw the football. That's a lot of spaces. So we might see a lot more offense. Let's hope we see a lot more offense this season, not only with the Ticats, but throughout the league. Speaking of the league, there were three other preseason games this week, all kicked off in Ottawa earlier this week, where the Red Blacks beat Toronto 23-17, Edmonton over Winnipeg 30-20, and earlier today, a shellacking in Calgary, where the Stampeders manhandled BC 41 to six. Of course, the Ticats victorious tonight, 25-22. They are going to be facing off against Toronto in Guelph next Friday night. It's a 7.30 kickoff. That means our pregame show here on 900 CHML begins at 6.30. We'll have Ticats postgame after the game, 30 minutes after the final whistle. The fifth quarter will air on 900 CHML. Elsewhere in the preseason next week, Winnipeg is in Saskatchewan. Ottawa visits Montreal, Edmonton hosts Calgary, and BC entertains Saskatchewan. All right, let's get to the good stuff. Uh, mentioned the big play of the game, Tig leader, 35-yard walk-off field goal. That is the big play of the game. The player of the game, voted by you, the fans, not a lot of votes. Again, we're in preseason mode. Alden Darby Jr. gets the uh, victory there for the player of the game. Four defensive tackles, couple of sacks, and a forced fumble. And the fifth quarter fan of the night. No doubt about it. Dave from Grimsby called in not once, but twice because he loves talking Ticats football. I think more or less he just felt sorry for me that I was talking to myself. Uh, thank you, Dave and Dave uh, from Stony Creek as well for calling in. We're back on the air after the Tiger Cats take care of business against the Argos. Let's hope next Friday night here on 900 CHML should be a great season of Ticats football and looking forward to experiencing it all with you all the way knock on wood to the great cup for producer tom mckay my name's rick samperin enjoy the rest of the evening here on 900 chml where Ticats fans come together win or lose listen after every game to the fifth quarter powered by eastgate four on 900 chml